Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride L. Commander Thomas about her wedding at Seabreeze Point and her reception at House of Blues. L. added a lot of interesting and unique elements to her wedding, and I thought you guys would like to hear all about how she did that. So, welcome. Yay, thank you. Hi. Hi, <laughs> thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, I'm curious to know, first of all, how you guys decided to have a wedding at Disney at all. The Disney Factor has been my literal dream since I found out that they did weddings. So I'm going to say in the 90s without aging myself too much. You know, I've been married before, but I could not afford a Disney wedding, whatever it was. And so when James and I got married and we're in very different places in our lives, when we were talking about, you know, venues, we tried to make Disney here. It wasn't working because there's only one Disney and that would be in Florida, um, not New York. And so we sat down and, and said, yeah, we're going to really do this and, and make the fairy tale and I'm going to get the whole dream. So that's how we chose Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And now you guys went a little bit of a different route because you had the escape collection wedding, but then you planned your own reception at House of Blues. So can you tell me how you settled on that combination? Absolutely. I am one of those people that no matter what time of the day I wake up or what time it is that I eat, my first meal has to be breakfast. With the wedding being at 10 a.m. and not really being able to get to a venue before 11.45, my planner tried very hard to get people to serve breakfast, but we weren't really finding anybody through Disney that would do it. And I had known that House of Blues does a phenomenal brunch on Sundays, so I knew they were very capable of breakfast. And I called them, and they were all, they were fine serving breakfast at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. They couldn't have been happier. And the price that they gave me was so within my budget, I actually cried when I hung up with them. <laughs> like, you know, money matters when you're doing a wedding, and you're also paying for seven of your children. Money matters. <laughs> and later on that decision ended up being something that that really paid off because we were able to get the 501st to come in as the Star Wars characters. Okay, so hold that thought. I want to talk about them. <laughs> um, but I do also want to know, just as a general overview of your wedding, how did your friends and family react and how many of them made it to Florida for your event? My family... I'm pretty sure I may have been taken home from the hospital with the wrong family. <laughs> not Disney fans. So imagine walking into a church and saying, hey, anybody want to party in hell? Because that's pretty much the reaction we got. They were not happy. They rolled their eyes. My kids, on the other hand, were thrilled to death. And my friends were not surprised. They were happy that we were actually going to pull this off. My friends, including my childhood best friend, pretty much 
planned everything with me and they couldn't have been more excited. And, and like I said, my kids were over the moon. We actually took everybody to Disney to celebrate our engagement that, you know, all the kids were going to get to be a family and really siblings. And that was their first big sibling outing together. And so getting married in Disney World really kind of tied that up beautifully. And then we all love Disney. So just my immediate family kind of lost their minds. <laughs> so then tell me a bit about how you did your planning because you really planned the heck out of this wedding. I mean, you had so many personal touches and so many unusual things. How did you do this from Long Island? First thing I, I did was I drilled it into my head that the Disney consultants and coordinators do this every day, five times a day, and I'm the new kid in. So I let them handle their end. I did not worry about it. I did not interfere. And instead, I went about trying to visualize what I was trying to do at the wedding. For example, um, I wanted every male that was at the wedding to have a lightsaber, and I wanted all of my female guests to have a tiara so that they felt they were part of an experience and not just attending a wedding in Disney World. A lot of phone conversations going back and forth with downtown Disney's House of Blues. That was, you know, obviously they were going to host us for a couple of hours and they were going to be having my characters and my entertainment. So speaking with them was a very key thing and it happened. I'm sure Jamie got sick of me calling or inboxing after a while, but she never ever gave that impression. I knew that I wanted to somehow represent Stevie Nicks in my wedding because she is my favorite singer. How do you incorporate Stevie into Disney? Well, my wedding gown had some lace. And so once upon a crafter made paper flowers on Etsy. So that was another way. And I, I took the advice and, and wisdom of an experience of the women on Disney Brides Diary on the Facebook page, um, which is my page, but there's a million women, including my co-host Mary, that had so many trials and errors that it really wasn't hard. It was like having 700 planners at the touch of, of a fingertips and your book. And I, I can't emphasize that enough. I hope it's okay on plugging you on your own show. But <laughs> your book is like the Bible of what they're not going to tell you. So, so it really wasn't as hard as people think it is. And again, you know, making sure that you're part of communities that can help you answer your questions. And if it's a weird question, share the answer when you get it. You know, those that that's really the best advice I can give and let Disney do their job. Because if you don't get in their way, you end up with the most magical existence that you can imagine. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so then which options from the package did you choose? And did you upgrade any of them? The big upgrade that we did was transportation. We did get an extra van to go and take our guests over to downtown Disney. And I got an extra van after the event to go back to the hotel room. As far as, as the other upgrade, it was the cake flavors because I, I am psycho obsessed on two of their flavors. The first one is the chocolate peanut butter mousse. And the second is the gray stuff. And I had to have this. It's my wedding. I have to have it. <laughs> And they were very reasonable upgrades and they just helped kind of personalize it a little bit more and make it something like, yes, this is why I'm here. This is something only Disney can do. I picked the Truly Tropical Bouquet, which is part of the package. 
I had already loved the silver Mickey cake, you know, the little heads, and they're really cute. They're a little stamped all the way around. And I loved their cake topper. So those were no-brainers, and I had to do no upgrades. I'm very fortunate. Seabreeze Point, I actually love how it looks without any decor whatsoever. The way it kind of comes out of the box from Disney is perfect. And I knew that the way that they would set up the cake table would be gorgeous because I had seen so many other pictures. Again, I just, you know, went very bare bones with it and let them do what they are the experts at. That's great. So now can you give a basic timeline for the way your day ran? In the beginning when I booked this, a 10 a.m. wedding sounded great. And then the night before, I realized, oh, Lord, (laughs) I've got to be up at 5 a.m. and I'm not a morning person. So the day went something like 5 a.m., I'm up and I'm in the shower, 5.45, I'm screaming at everybody else in the room, get up, get up. Uh, 6 a.m., makeup came, and they were so punctual. 8 a.m., Elizabeth, one of my photographers, came. 9.30, I was at the boardwalk. I was taking pictures with Disney's photographers. They kind of just very gently usher you out, and you're at your wedding precisely at 10. 11 o'clock, we were taking pictures, and somehow at 11.45, I was at downtown Disney, in my House of Blues reception. And at 12.45, Darth Vader, Jango Fett, and a stormtrooper entered my wedding and just blew everybody's mind. So nobody knew but James and I. So it was like, yes. And so it's just like a Disney ride. Things went horribly wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But it was, you know, it goes very, very quickly. And again, I'm very grateful for people that know what they're doing. Because if you had asked me at any point, what are you doing? I would have been like, I don't know. You know I had no idea. So, but, but it goes very fast and, and your day starts very early and I probably should have picked noon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers and Jango Fett. How did you arrange to have them at your reception and how would others go about arranging this? Okay, so there's good news and there's bad news on this. The good news is that the 501st is who I reached out to, and they are an organization that will come as a Star Wars character or several to your venue or your event, and you have to make a charitable donation in their name to the charity of your choice. So my husband works is, is going to be riding with Bikers Against Child Abuse, and so obviously that's who we made the donation to. They do not tell you how much to do. We came up with a a budget number that worked for us and worked for them. Downtown Disney had never gotten permission for them to come before. I got very lucky because of the construction and because Jamie went to bat and, and guaranteed that absolutely nobody outside of my wedding would see them. And also a slight twist of luck having to do with the contract and negotiation between Disney and Lucasfilm. There was this itty-bitty blip in time where one contract expired and a new one hadn't started. And that blip of time happened to be in my wedding. Hmm. So I've spoken to Jamie because a lot of people have been interested from the, the Disney Brides Diary Board on pulling something like that off. And unfortunately, Downtown Disney is not going to approve them right now. This doesn't mean that the contracts won't include them, but for right now, they're not going to. So if you want to do something like that, from what I was told, anything after October, for right now, there's a little bit of a hold on. 
but your alternative venues like Hilton or B Resort, those can still have access to the 501st. So if Star Wars characters are something that's really important to you, you might want to look at having a reception or a dessert party or anything to that effect over at an alternative until they get all this contract negotiation straightened out. Okay. I got very, very lucky. Can you tell me a little bit about how it worked? At what point in the party did the stormtroopers and Darth Vader and everybody show up? And then what did they do during the party? They were phenomenal. Let me just, you know, I still think about it and I feel like pinch me. That was my wedding. What we did was everybody sat down to eat at about 12 o'clock. And once everybody was eating and starting to kind of socialize and mingle, maybe went outside really quick for a quick cigarette. I know that's a big no-no, but I do have a lot of people that smoke. We announced that we had some special guests that were joining us and asked that everybody take their seat. My son thought it was going to be Minnie and Mickey, and he's 11 years old. And he said, well, it's mommy's day, so I'm going to smile through it. Right. The first one to enter the room was the stormtrooper, followed by Jango Fett, and then finally, of course, Darth Vader. The looks on everybody's face was priceless. Nobody but James and I knew. And there was a lot of shock. And as the shock dissipated, it was like we brought the world's greatest rock band. That was really the reaction. People were absolutely blown away. All of our friends are also Star Wars fans in addition to Disney World. They couldn't figure out why I was so bent on everybody having a lightsaber at the wedding. I I probably drilled that into everybody's head 50 times. Bring your saber to the wedding. Even though they were their favors, I just wanted to make sure that they didn't leave them in a car or a hotel room because they were actually in the welcome bags. They had absolutely no idea. And like I said, once the characters got there, there was this unbelievable shock that was followed up by absolute elation. And then the 501st sort of took over along with Randy. Randy orchestrated these great poses and photographs that erupted into a lot of spontaneous fun. And this is what I mean about, I got a chance to really talk to each photographer and I was very confident in Randy. I knew he got it. And I think maybe he might even be a Star Wars fan, but he set up these shots and these situations that erupted into playing and dancing and fighting and he included everybody. He made sure it was not just James and I, but it was our children and it was our guests and our our guest children and it was perfect. They really stayed in character. My best friend from childhood, who was also my officiant and she was the Mad Hatter, that was her who she was representing. She was so in love with Darth Vader, I kind of thought that maybe I had to get them a room. Yeah. I was concerned that we were going to have a whole new Disney movie. But, uh, but they really, they even helped us cut the cake. And again, Randy actually orchestrated that. And it ended up being brilliant. And these photographs, I regret not having a videographer. I can't stress that enough. But my photographs that Randy took as he was kind of orchestrating this are phenomenal. And I, you know, I'm having a hard time deciding what gets hung up where. And with the cake cutting one, I'm actually going to make a movie poster out of. That's how how special it was to me. The characters went right into character. They never come out of character, which was really cool. And they changed their approach per person. For example, they were different with my 11-year-old than they were with my husband. My 11-year-old got to defeat Darth Vader, you know, and he got to play with Jango Fett's gun, and Jango Fett happens to be his favorite character. So 
they were very mindful that there were children and adults. And these guys do this. They're actually part of Star Wars Weekend. They do the Rogue Squadron and the Stormtroopers for uh, Star Wars Weekend for Disney. So they they know how Disney works. And they, they were just, I can't stop raving about them. Neither can my guests. So <laughs> we ended up not even having a DJ because House of Blues has great music anyway really good, you know, rock and roll kind of music and, and it spans generations. And between that music, you know, which I call the house music and the Star Wars characters really being able to engage everybody, we didn't need the DJ. That's cool. Now, the other thing I'm interested to know more about is you had three photographers. How did that come around? <laughs> Celebrity! No. How did I get three photographers? Elizabeth was a gift to me. You know, I made some silly decisions. And we'll talk about the other one, which was not hiring videography. I'm still kicking myself over that. But one of the decisions I had made was that I was going to be a frantic lunatic in the morning. And so therefore, I didn't want somebody taking pictures. And that wasn't really the truth. The truth of the matter is, once your hair and makeup is done, you feel like a princess. And you start to act like a princess. And you probably want people to take pictures. So Elizabeth was a gift to me from a fellow bride, Melissa McLean. She was phenomenal. And she came in for two hours in the morning. She did... She actually got the guys out of our room so that I could dress and have privacy and nobody saw us. She ushered them into the limousine to get them out of there. And then she came and she dealt with the girls. She was just absolutely wonderful. Disney, in the escape package, your, your photography is actually included for two hours. And I didn't feel like what they would discount off the package price matched not using their photographer. So that was photographer number two. And, you know, again, I felt like this is their area of expertise. They photograph these weddings day in and day out. I was very blessed that I had Stephanie and Pedro. They are phenomenal. They're funny. And we felt very relaxed with them. And again, this is their job every day. So they got great shots of us. And I had hired Randy Chapman at the onset of my wedding. I loved his work. I loved that he understood where I was going with the Star Wars theme and that it was inspired by, not a costume party. He got it from the word go in terms of what the guys were going to wear, that my girls were going to be dressed representing their princesses, but again, not in costume. He does great family photography also. He understood that every guest that was coming was important to me as though they were my sister or my brother. And he came with Beauté Speciale, which was my makeup. And so I had him for the reception and then the after photos. And, and I, I know that it's a weird thing to do, but it was, also, it was very budget friendly. But one of the great things that came out of that is I have three sets of eyes that saw James, myself, and our wedding from their perspective. So my pictures are not redundant in any way, shape, or form, and nobody got bored or tired or fatigued. Not that, that photographers ever really show that, but we were new to every single photographer every couple of hours, and that was a lot of fun. We were very lucky. Again, we picked three phenomenal professionals, and, and we were very lucky. Interesting. And it was budget-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> So of all of this, because you got to do a lot of really unusual things and things that were very personal, what was your favorite memory of your wedding day? Yeah, one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had a really intimate moment with my oldest daughter, who, since she was five, has been listening to me say, mommy's going to be famous one day and shut down Magic Kingdom, and that's where my wedding will be. 
Obviously, that's not what happened. <laughs> but we had this moment where we were just about to walk uh, through Seabreeze Point, and she looked at me and she said, she whispered, Mommy, you're getting your dream. You're getting your Disney wedding. We're going to start right now. And that was like this, this moment. We ended up spontaneously dancing to the song I was walking to, which was Kiss the Girl, because we both just got that moment of screaming. You know, we were just so excited. And we didn't know what to do with ourselves, so we danced. So that was definitely one of my husband's vows. I've never seen somebody be really, really hilarious and really, really deep and sentimental at the same time. And, you know, I don't have it on video because I made that mistake. But it's so burned in my head that it was... There really is nothing in the world that will ever touch that. And the final big one is my 11-year-old and and his face <laughs> when he saw those Star Wars characters walking. The sheer disbelief followed by absolute ecstasy. It was those those are definitely the three. And just everybody's reaction overall and how happy all of our friends were to be there and be part of it. But those are the memories that I'm kind of going to remember forever. That's great. Then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? The rain. I thought that by the end of September, the rain would kind of be not at torrential, hey, Noah, how do you build an ark? But I was wrong. So all of the photos that I had really wanted, like on Bay Lake Bridge overlooking the Magic Kingdom and monorail pictures and right in front of the Let the Memories Begin lawn, were not able to be done. Mm. And it didn't bother me at the time because you're not really thinking about that at the time. What it bothered me was, was when I started to see my photos. One of the fellow brides from the Disney Brides Diary Board knew that I was very upset about it. And so she Photoshopped some photos for me and that's appeased me, but I'm definitely going to book a Magic Kingdom shoot and a Hollywood studio shoot because those are the two things that had I gotten those other shots, I don't think that I would even be questioning this. But since we weren't able to do it, I'm just going to go for the full enchilada. It was a horrible. Everything else was great. Or if it wasn't, I don't remember it. And that's such a big thing. If something else went wrong, I really don't remember it. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> that's a cool thing. That's like bride brain in overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> and then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal or you were worried about beforehand and then turned out not to be a big deal? This is my favorite question you ask. And I'm going to be honest and say I was absolutely a bridezilla for 48 hours leading up to the wedding. Hmm. I was crazed. I didn't expect to be crazed. And here's the catch. I have absolutely no memory of what it was that was that big of a deal that I was so stressed about. <laughs> I really don't. I have no memory of it. I just know that I was bridezilla. So if there's anything I want any bride to take from that particular question in my interview is that we all fall into this big deal thing. And the reality is it isn't. The day comes, it's beautiful, and you and your guests will not be focusing on what goes wrong, and you're not going to remember what possibly you were worried about leading up to it. So don't do that. As long as your gown makes it, and your husband makes it, and your guest makes it, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Words of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> And then is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known then? You mentioned videography. Yeah, I'm going to say it again, the importance of video. And I really, really mean this. Even if it's just the ceremony, we had this idea in our head that my future son-in-law was going to take the cell phone camera 
and he was going to video it and he got excited and we got excited and we forgot to do it. So it was not worth the error. I can't stress it enough. Video, video, video. I really can't believe I don't have videos of my Star Wars characters or who I was marrying. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I've known him a long time. I should have known. It's the one thing that I really wish somebody hit me in the head over. Hmm. Now, do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Absolutely. The first is the bride and the groom have to be really solid and sure on the direction and their budget. And after that, brides, we love our men. And you need to understand that the things that they're not overly interested in, like wedding planning, is not a reflection on their feelings of the wedding. It's that we kind of grow up playing with our Barbie dolls and doing weddings. And then we're teenagers and we we ooh and ah over bride magazines and we're dreaming and boys were playing video games. So they don't know the difference in shades of pinks or flowers. And it's not a reflection of how they feel about you. It's not personal. And generally they'll get on board right about a month before the wedding. That's where all the questions come. Don't get mad at them about it. It's not worth it. Just kind of hand them everything that's good to go and ready and and ask them for their input. But if they don't give it, don't flip out. Um, And as for a Disney wedding, I'm going to say two things. Carrie's book is invaluable. And join a group on Facebook like mine, Disney Brides Diary, because hearing other brides' experiences as well as getting information is like having all these little planners right at your fingertips. And the final thing I want to say is keep a journal for yourself. The road from engagement to wedding is filled with all these great things and little moments that you're going to forget if you don't write them down and take pictures. And and you should celebrate yourself in this moment, you know, and write it. Consider it a love note to your married self from your single self that you can look back on every year and kind of really just get to enjoy because it's a once in a lifetime thing or so it's supposed to be. (laughs) Well, these are great words of advice. Thank you so much. And thanks for sharing the whole story of your day. I think it's really instructive. A lot of great information about adding or maybe not adding for the moment the uh, 501st if you want stormtroopers, but something to think about and also the venue at House of Blues. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about my Star Wars princess wedding. (laughs) That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.